this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. We are talking about probably one of the most rewarding parts of our job. And that is returning athletes to play. Yes, the whole point of what we do. You know, I was actually really worried that we were not going to get enough stories for this or all the stories that we were going to get were going to be the same. I could see that. And we did get a good variety um, of sports and different injuries. Nice. However, I feel like this episode, like probably halfway through, is about to turn into a concussion recovery. <laughs> well, when you episode. think of return to play, it's kind of like the return to play protocol and returning to play. And plus, right, right, right. concussions, they, you know, they're so unique and like there's different presentations and there's different dysfunctions that are associated with them. So it could definitely lead to some rewarding return to plays. Do you have any that you want to kick us off with? I think the most rewarding return to play that I can think of is... Um, we had, it was one of our, our freshman sprinters and ended up being like at the beginning of the season, he was top two in the conference. We were lucky. We had the second person of that top two. So literally our school had the top two sprinters in the conference. Nice. And our first home meet, which this was like their second meet of the year, dude definitely did some damage to his hamstring, which... For a sprinter, ooh, that's that's a big deal. Right, right. So, essentially, he didn't run the rest of that kind of, like, outdoor season until uh, conference. So, we spent that time doing his treatment, his rehab, everything, right? Got him to compete. His second meet literally was... I mean, he probably had one meet before conference and it was just as a tune up like, hey, let's just get you back into going things. He did fine. And conference, he ended up winning. I think he won the hundred and I think he was second in the two. Yeah. Wow. We got him there. That is so cool. Yeah, to see. it was really cool to see him get there and do what he would. You know what he's capable of doing. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a long season for him, but he. At the end of the day, he's the one who got it done. Like I did. Yes, I did my job. I, you know, I supported the tissue, but he's the one who came in for his rehab. His body's the one who did the healing. So it was pretty cool. It was a really cool experience. And then we kept that season going. That was the year we made it to nationals for our four by one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had a quite the year. That is awesome. I feel like I have jumped around a lot of places so I haven't really seen too many like first days back or something. Um, I have one athlete who I'm still pretty close to who was out for a long time. And we <laughs> she was like one of my favorites to negotiate with. I'm like, OK, what can you do? What can't you do? And eventually and she didn't end up having surgery. She she's the one I've talked about her before. She had two torn quads. Oh, yeah, yeah. And. At the same time, soccer athlete, and she, it wasn't my main sport who I was working with, Uh so I feel like it's not like, but I, but because I took lead like with her, I feel like we just, it was really cool to watch her 
throughout the process and and getting back to return. But even then, I feel like other than that, I don't really feel like I've had too many. It's always been like where someone gets injured and it's season ending. Yeah. Or and then I don't I'm not back the next season. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's we'll true. That's tough. Yeah, you will. That's right. You will. Um, we have our first story is from Stephanie T. She said, I just had an athlete who had back-to-back ACL surgeries his freshman and sophomore year message me in all caps to let me know he made the state track meet as a senior. Well, that's tough. ACL tear from a track athlete? I mean, obviously it can happen, but... Uh, actually, he tore it through football oh, okay. both times. Fair. Um, she said he worked so hard and I'm super proud of him. I went and watched his race this week. And later, when his dad found out I was there, he told me thank you for helping him through his rehab and that he met his goal of finishing the race and not coming in last. <laughs> that's a good goal. I don't think I've ever gotten a bigger hug from a kid. Oh, that's awesome. That's not how most track kids uh, finish the day. Most So track's very interesting. I have kids who have PR'd and have been pissed off about their performance. I... I remember this, like, it's a track thing. Like I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. Like you literally ran the fastest you've ever ran and you're pissed off. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's something that we might not be understanding because I remember went back when I was like naive about sports and and you know, coaches would be so mad and I would look at the score and I'd be like, I don't understand they're winning. Like I don't understand why they are mad but then now now that i know sports i'm like oh well it's because they're actually playing horribly like they're yeah. winning but like they're they could be winning by so much more or, or like they can't get away with this stuff you know yeah i understand that <laughs> but when someone gets a pr like yeah. i literally don't understand why or, that's or like they're like not quite at their pr yet but it's like early in the season and they're all like pissed off after the run it's just like you do realize like you're building towards it like what you just did today was a good like you did not look like trash right like you were progressing just fine right so we have another one this one's from maddie s who has a lot for this episode actually okay um she said when i first started my job i had two freshmen who came in unable to play one was having hip labrum surgery and the other had a list of maladies working against her Ooh, good word (laughs) that's a good word Sophomore year didn't go as planned for either, and it took a lot of hard work on all ends to get them both on the field. When they each had their moment on the field, they did so damn good. They each scored a goal, separate games, and I literally teared up, which is so sweet. I know. That's so sweet. I felt so proud and accomplished, and like, we did that. Yeah, seriously. They still keep in touch with me over Instagram, and it feels so good to watch them grow up and become real adults. They'll shoot me an update every now and then, and I just love knowing that I made a big enough impression for them to care to update me. To the athletes I spoke about, um, just in in general, Uh um, our sisters. So I have spent a lot of time with that family the past three years. I know the parents on first name basis, and they know and trust me. The past year, the mom has been telling her daughters to buy me coffee any chance that they get. And I'm not kidding. Those <laughs> girls buy me coffee at least once a week. Oh, and nice. now the whole team is doing it. It's so weird and overwhelming, kind of. But I can tell it makes them feel special and connected to give back to me in such a small way. 
Also, the family keeps giving me gift cards. Like, they feel like they need to pay me extra for how much time I have to spend with their daughters. I keep telling them (laughs) it's just my job, and they refuse to not let me accept it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So that reminds me, I actually had a kid kind of like that. She, She came in with, it was one of my catchers for softball, and, you know, she had, um shoulder pain that affected her throwing and obviously as a catcher like you gotta have some pretty powerful throws with throwing down to second first or third and um it was during the COVID year so really we got we got a chance to just you know what because during her practices we had her on no throwing for a bit while she was trying to navigate doctors because it wasn't because of how the insurance was set up, she had to kind of go see her own doctors for this. So it was taking a lot of time. So we had her on no throwing for the longest time. Luckily it was a, it was like the COVID year of athletics. So we didn't really compete. So we were like, Hey, let's just focus on rehab. Mm -hmm. Let's just get your shoulder nice and strong. See where we're at. She was able to play every game that she was in. She did not have any shoulder issues whatsoever. This year. Wow. That was probably the coolest thing to see that we took a girl who could not throw and she actually felt like she could throw normal again. That is so cool. Right? Wasn't that? It was pretty dope. You know, I feel like. Anna was her senior year this year, so she she got <sighs> to go out with a bang. I love it when it works out like that. Oh, I know. It worked out perfect. It's just a total heartbreaker when it's a senior who can't play or it's oh, like they're not going to move on to the next level and like they didn't get to play their last year. That reminds me, too. We had, um, uh, again, this year, one of our pitchers, you know, hurt her knee and she's a senior. Right. And it ended like we were a little worried about like meniscus. And at first, ACL kind of felt wonky. But MRI literally was clean. Like nothing was wrong with her knee. And we got her. And then she got hurt almost like mid-season. So we were game planning maybe six to eight weeks with the swelling in her knee and just how much pain she was in. And we got her back for to pitch in the end senior night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool to see. So I get that, that proud moment. Because, yeah, when I saw her pitching, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I have this one athlete and he he's a football player and he got hit um kind of like in the in lateral calf almost like fibula area okay and i almost feel like he's having some just like slight instability of his fibula where uh-huh. um it's just i don't want to say it's sublux yeah subluxing it's it's just you're it's just pressing on the nerve enough that it's irritating his oh, nerve that's tough and so we i did some rehab with him during season and um, I felt like I didn't really make a big impact on him. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, he was, it was, yeah, it was a weird case, but like, I don't know. I didn't spend, <laughs> I didn't spend like more time than I, with him than I would have with like other athletes. And he was kind of shy too. Uh-huh. And, uh, just a few months ago, I want to say he sent me the nicest email oh, because he was, nice. um, he's actually transferring. So I'm not going to get to see him play again. Um, like at least with me. Yeah. But he was like, thank you so much for all you've done for me and all this. And see, making impacts. I know. And so I feel like sometimes like, no, I'm not really going to get to see like him play, but I still was part of that process. And you helped him transfer. Right. 
he does he did get back to play. Yeah. Just that's not true. with me. Yeah. <laughs> um our next one's a gem from Jen. Nice. Which yep. we have like the hockey playoffs going on right now. So uh Jen. We we're thinking about we you. definitely were thinking about you with the uh with the hockey. Go for it, Randy. So Jen says, my longest relationship with an athlete is 21 years come August. He calls me every year on our quote unquote anniversary. He lives on the West Coast and I the East, but we talk about once a month. Oh, that's pretty good. He always tells the story of how I gave him a CT scan for his 21st birthday. He was my hockey goalie when he was in school here. We're fairly close in age. That's why we stayed friends. So his second year, he was turning 21 with big plans to go out and party on his birthday. But first, practice. That year, we had a kid on the team who was the Swedish equivalent of Luis Mendoza from the Mighty Ducks. Classic movie, by the way. Good call. (laughs) He was doing a one-on-one drill with the goalie, and our coach had the start from the opposite blue line. He tried to jump over my goalie instead of stopping, but instead... Hit him with both knees in the head. Oh my gosh. That's brutal. (laughs) I wasn't at that practice, but the goalie came and found me later. This is when concussion stuff was in its infancy. So unless you were unconscious, you didn't really go to the ER. Well, he was off enough that I said, forget it, you're going. It was his birthday. We spent most of the evening in the ER. That sucks. He got x-rays and a CT. This next part, you'll love. The doctor said, you don't have a concussion. You're just concussed. (laughs) Again, concussion was in its infancy. Let's. I'm trying. I'm trying to give the doctor a benefit of the doubt here. Maybe the doctor's concussed. It may be. What? All this time later, and we still don't understand that. He went on to be a 18 Delta, Special Forces Medical Sergeant. That's cool. And wouldn't be, and would be happy to get his folks to teach you any sort of trauma medicine you'd like. You just have to request his team. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. That's so neat. I know. Also, um... I could just imagine someone just trying to jump over the goalie, the goalie and just like two knees to the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So my baseball coach, we always talk about how like he can't start practice until I get to campus. So like when he decides to start practice at 7 a.m. without telling me like you can't be doing this, dude. Right. So. <laughs> so annoying. So. Um, no, no, no. He's good. I love him. Um, But. We were talking about because he's super sarcastic uh-huh. and he's like, um, OK, well, what if I do like stretching before you get here so we can start earlier? And then when you get here, that's when I can do things like trucking the catcher. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, no trucking the catcher till 9 a.m. or maybe not at all. <laughs> maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe mm, don't truck the catcher. Mm, better not. <laughs> So this next one is from Amy S. And she said, I had a softball catcher who doubled up with basketball. First home basketball game of her senior season, November 4th, she landed down awkward from a fast break layup and tore her ACL. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm hmm. She was one of those rare kids who had little to no pain or swelling after the fact in spite of a full tear. 
She crutched over the first weekend, and her ortho had her wear a range-motion limiting brace for a couple weeks. The doctor wasn't able to get her into surgery for a full month, so he went to work on prehab exercises from almost day one. Nice. He and I kept in close communication, and I gave him weekly calls to discuss her progress. By the time she went into her surgery, her strength was near normal, and she and the ortho felt good about where she was going in. Nice. Post-surgical had minimal complications, so we were able to start rehab within two days. Again, close communication helped us know exactly how far ahead of schedule she was. We were able to make decisions based upon nearly near daily progression. At two weeks, I had her slow her down on doing extra work from home. <laughs> of course. But once we nailed down our schedule, she was doing Pilates at home as well as our hour-long rehab sessions after school. We observed closely and gave breaks as needed, but worked hard. Through the course of it all, we did a lot of massage and manual therapy versus modalities as I had always done before. By the first week of March, she had naturally progressed to functional and sports-specific exercise. We sent a video to her doctor and his office AT did work with her at the appointment confirming what we had been seeing. He cleared her for limited run. This is four months post-injury. Nice. Three months to the day post-surgery. Oh, that's got to feel good. To softball for the first two weeks and then cleared her to fully play infield at that point. Nice. By May, she was fully cleared for catching for the remainder of the season. In 20 years of athletic training, I've never seen anyone so motivated and more importantly, compliant with what was asked of her to do or not to do. In the end, she was rewarded with extraordinary results and a great senior season. See, it's not just Adrian Peterson who can pull that (laughs) off. This kid did it. That's pretty cool. Juan had one of those. That's amazing. He said, Oh, go ahead. He said, um, his football player was like NFL bloodline and he got, and he was like, I didn't do anything. The kid got back in four months post ACL. You know, I think that's the important thing is I remember when like Adrian Peterson came back from his, his, uh, uh, ACL and like he got back in like six months, seven months and everyone's like, Whoa, like that's huge. And it's just like at the end of the day, the the athletic training staff, the physical therapy staff with that NFL team, like with the Vikings, I guarantee you did not do anything that was that special compared to what any other AT or PT would do for an ACL. I think the difference was that motivation, that desire from that patient, that athlete to be like, no, I'm getting back. I'm sticking with my rehab. I'm being compliant. Boom. And I think that makes the difference. I think it makes a big difference, but I feel like we also can't put like Everything on motivation because no, you can not. have the most motivated athlete and they can have setbacks that of course are out of everyone's control. There could be a big difference from being motivated and just being doing too much. Yeah, because doing too much can definitely. Absolutely. I had an athlete who um, actually end up being, uh, well, like everything in his knee, um, but he was getting insidious swelling in his knee. Uh, that's no annoying. mechanism. And we were like, what are you doing outside of here? And he, he kept saying like, oh, like normal stuff, normal stuff. And we're like, we kept having to dig like. What's normal? What What is normal for you? Like, what are you doing outside of basketball? Essentially, this kid would wake up, go to the gym. Okay. Go to class or whatever. Maybe go for a run. Then go to basketball practice uh-huh. for two hours Uh and then hit the gym at night nice 
And then he barely slept. Nice. So I'm like, well, first of all, you're tearing down your body. First of all, during season. Yes, of course. You should be hitting two days in the weight room during um, season. Second of all, you are not giving yourself time to recover from physical or by sleeping. Like you're just breaking yourself down hey. and wondering why your knee hurts. Babe, don't you know? More is more. <laughs> more is more. It always is. If I hit the gym the second time in season, uh, it's going to get me to where I need to go. Okay. <laughs> I know. It cracks me up, man. Sometimes what they're thinking, I'm like, hmm, that's a lot. No, no, no. I need to do this. I'm like, all right. Right. I don't think you should. Right. Want the next one? Yes. This one's by Anonymous. We had an athlete once who tore her Achilles during a game. After her surgery, she ended up sleepwalking. That was the excuse given, but I wonder if something else was done. We all have those athletes. <laughs> and retore her Achilles. That is so devastating. Yeah. Anonymous continues with, We were initially told by the ortho that she'd probably not ever walk correctly again. Dang. Wow, that's intense. Wow. We were just hoping we could help her get to where she could be functional. That was three years ago, and she just finished her senior year still playing basketball. Mm. That was one injury that was emotional to me. But her resilience and her dedication helped her to be able to play again. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I couldn't imagine someone telling, like, telling me, like, oh, I don't know if you're going to be able to walk normal again. Right. That's crazy. I mean, not just your sport, but to walk. Just the basic function of walking. Right. That's, That's pretty cr- intense. That's very intense. Hey, but you know what? To say that, you know, the work you guys did with the rehab and everything to get them to play their sport again, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a major pat mm-hmm. on the back right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. ATs for the win. <laughs> so this next one I really loved because this one is actually from a student. Okay. So this one's from Lucia E. She said, I am a senior and I'm currently working baseball. I had the ability to have a pitcher come to me and my preceptor complaining of medial elbow pain. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Bad. Bad news. Run away. (laughs) (laughs) We ended up pulling him back from play slash throwing for about six to eight weeks. It was so rewarding to see his drive throughout rehab, work with him throughout his throwing protocol, and finally see him on the mound in game. He came off the field in his first outing. Oh, from his first outing, approached myself and my preceptor and thanked us for what we did for him. He's been throwing heat, too. Nice. That was such a great feeling and an awesome note to finish on my last semester. It gave me validation about what it is that we do. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, This kind of reminds me of, <laughs> I had a baseball athlete this um, season, and he had a facet joint spasm. And oh, yes. You know, those, like, you really can't, like, I treated as much as I could. Like, I did pain relief. I did manual therapy. I started some core activation. Like, we hit everything. Like, we foam rolled glutes and lower extremity. You nuked it. Like, yeah, we hit it from head to toe. (laughs) And... You know, I was just like, you know, we have three game, three days to the game and we're just going to have to see like how you do. Yeah. 
and um, he ended up playing. Okay. He hit a home run. Nice. And he comes back and he's like, you know, or actually our coach was like, that home run was for you. <laughs> he's like, he, if he, he wouldn't have played this game. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, short term, that was a cool return to play. Oh, big um, time. But this also reminds me of when I was a student, my very first 911 call with our, we had a football player, also another fibula. I don't know why I get those. You love fibulas. Apparently. Um, lateral hit, fibula, sublux forward. This kid ends up with a tibial plateau fracture, a subluxed fibula. I don't remember what else. Um, we didn't really follow him in his rehab. So, uh, because he actually lost like a, um, D one scholarship oh. and yeah, it was like that hurts. devastating and big time coaches, son, head coach's son. And like, it was, it was a bad, um, but anyway, he went on and I don't, I don't know. I don't really pay attention. Like if he went back to sport, but I do follow him on Instagram and I see that he's in like triathlons and being active and doing all this stuff. So it's actually really cool because even though I wasn't really involved in his rehab, like I still get to see yeah. him going back and still being active. Yeah. For and sure. not just like little active, like triathlon active. Yeah, seriously. That's awesome. After seeing like the devastation that was that injury. Yeah. And it just shows that, you know, you can come back from that. Like mm-hmm. that low, low. It's not like that's it. You know, there are highs afterwards. Right. Something that my preceptor did because she had worked with D1 football players. She had actually contacted one of them who had an injury, a pretty bad injury. And she was like, hey, can you get on a call and talk to this kid? Like, yeah, I think it time. would be really meaningful for, yeah. for him to hear. Also, um, I don't remember if we use this resource, but um, Sideline USA. Have you heard of them? No. So I haven't really delved much into it, but it's essentially like made for athletes who have been sidelined. Oh, wow. And so it's resource. It should, it's supposed to be like resources for them. So I wish I knew more about it, but I would probably check that out. Yeah. That's really cool. I've been meaning to for like years, (laughs) but I know about it. I've seen it, but I just haven't. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I haven't luckily haven't needed a use for it. So. Want to go to the next one? Yes. Are we starting our concussions? Oh, actually, yes, we are. Wait, are we? Are they concussions? Or are they just concussed? Which <laughs> I think we should explain. We're the in 2022 now. So, <laughs> all right, this one's by anonymous. I had a college soccer player who went through the return to play protocol just fine, but when she started her first real practice, she told me, "I know my position and the game, but I can't remember my position's strategy." I can't anticipate what needs to be done next. I think I forgot how to play. I sat with her and discussed soccer for a while to calm her down. We contacted a neurologist and eased her back in a few weeks later. She worked with coaches on strategy. Her concussion was to the frontal lobe, so her decision-making was seriously affected. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, like... Yeah, like, if I had my athlete tell me that, I'd be like... Wait, what? <laughs> well, also, like, kudos to the safe space that was provided for that yes. athlete to be able to, t- like, say, I'm not ready to go back to play. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I'm doing. There's yeah. something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because I'm sure there's motivation there of wanting to play. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, my, my soccer athlete came in the office sobbing, fighting to play. And I was like, you can't walk. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not going to help. So, and, you know, that's something that we sat down and I was like, I see your motivation. Like, I love this. I I don't want you to lose that. Like, I appreciate you coming here and fighting for yeah. this. And that's how I know that you're going to get through this is because I see that motivation. Absolutely. So it's not a little thing to just come up and say, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. 100%. I wonder if that had to do with like, well, it said frontal lobe. So I wonder if it had to do with anything like long-term memory or if it was just decision-making and... Yeah, that's true. I'd be interested to see if, like, other aspects... Or like, critical thinking? Yeah. Probably more than... Or also, like, school. Yeah. Like, did, did the athlete notice anything in school? We have a... Let me see. We have one. Here, this one. Um, This one's also anonymous. We had an athlete, we had a female athlete with a, with a series of bad concussions a year apart with severe neurological issues, and we needed to make numerous referrals to get them to, them to subside and discovered a benign tumor near her occipital lobe. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Her first recovery took around four to six months, and then her second injury was so minor she tripped and fell over a hurdle and hit her head when it was out for another four to six months. She had already had migraines since she was young. She was out for two track seasons, and this year she kept getting vertigo with exertion, so I made another referral and got additional imaging, and that's when they discovered it. I don't know if the chicken or the egg came first. Um, she's still in the process to see if it's requiring surgery, but the tumor is very large. She actually made it to CIF finals tomorrow. Yeah, it was a her. tough start, but we got there. I'm glad she was finally able to get some answers, to be honest. Her original doctor told her it was all stress-related and try to get stress management skills. That's when I knew I needed to make another referral with how defeated that she felt. Oh, absolutely. Also, it shows you how important, you know, with uh, student-athletes or, you know, athletes in general that have prolonged concussion symptoms, why it's important to have, you know, a close relationship you know, with a doctor in the, you know, for the management, because sometimes mm -hmm. that happens. Sometimes their symptoms are being caused not by the concussion itself, but maybe something else is going on. Right. And obviously you want to rule out any bleeds as well. Well, also concussion symptoms can go hand in hand with mental. Absolutely. Uh, mental health. Yeah. Again, chicken or the egg. Yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes the you know, concussion can come first. I have had a student athlete, you know, at least up until their concussion, right? They didn't really feel any mental health concerns or, and didn't, you know, have any issues after their concussion, they started having depression mm -hmm. and it, it just affected them. And it was really that, that point of the concussion. Now, obviously you can kind of argue like, Oh, well being away from the team because of the concussion, like stuff like that could lead to it. But, you know, we're still learning about concussions and, you know, you're getting a metabolic injury to your to your brain. It's going to change how the brain functions. Mm -hmm. Also, to si sidetrack us really quick, um, remember when I had vertigo from NATA? Yes, from consuming high sodium foods. Too much gumbo. Too at, much gumbo at, in New Orleans. It was great gumbo, though. 
Speaking of NATA. Speaking of NATA. We will be there this year, 2022. That's right. So if you're going to be in Philly. Please say hi. Um, if you see us. We are contemplating a an AT Corner meetup. Yeah, we're working so on that. So please let us know <laughs> if you guys are interested in that. Um, We already had a couple people reach out. So if you guys are interested, we uh, might make that happen. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, for sure. If you guys see us, say hi. Please do. Come take a picture. We'll post it on our social media. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a I good can't time. wait to meet all you guys. I know. Same. I feel like we're it's always like behind messages yep. and Instagram. <sighs> all right, Jen from Jen. Jen from Jen. I had a tennis athlete who was injured at the national tournament in October. Juco women's tennis is in the fall. Ooh, interesting. I do not travel, so I wasn't there when it all happened. Athlete was out for about three weeks before returning to basketball, with seemingly no symptoms. She was taking a swimming class, and they went to dive one day, and was goofing around and landed in the water flat on her back. Sort of a reverse belly flop. Ouch. So, ended up with whiplash, and her symptoms returned. Shoot. Sent her to PT. One of our local clinics has a very strong post-concussion rehab clinic. It also happens that one of their PTs comes down every week and sees athletes for us. Well, that's dope. That's really awesome. Between the rest and the PT and accommodations that we had with her class schedule, did I mention that she is a math education major? Oh my gosh. She seemed to be doing much better as we went into Christmas. Heard from her a couple times over Christmas, and she seemed to be doing well. But when we returned, she actually confessed that she was having way more headaches than normal and that mentally and emotionally she fell off. I told her she needed to go back into therapy, physical therapy. For the first time, I also suggested therapy with our mental health professionals on campus to combat some of the anxiety and emotional issues she was having. She was great buying into all of this. And I must confess, her tennis coach was an enormous help throughout the whole thing. However, this is not the end of the story. She continued to play basketball and then decided she also wanted to play softball in the spring. Man, this athlete wanted to be busy. (laughs) Well, she sustained yet another head injury, and we had to have a serious talk about what exactly she was going to be able to do in her spring sport. Basketball was basically over, so the coach and the athlete came to the conclusion that she should just be on the sidelines and not even try to come back. Mm. The softball coach, on the other hand, really wanted her to be the catcher for the team. Um, The catcher? Of course. <laughs> In because no, the catcher doesn't really get that many collisions. No, it, there's not like the chance of a foul ball coming straight back into your face. Not or like all. getting hit by a bat. Yeah. Or a runner. The catcher sounds like a great idea. (laughs) In no way did I think this was a good idea. I told her that I thought the only way she should continue to play softball if she wasn't in a position that was involved in every single play. (laughs) For example, the outfield. Look, there's no one else around you in the (laughs) outfield. (laughs) The only thing you can get hit by is a ball. Yes. And that's kind of tough. Well, you can get hit by the wall. You can run into the wall, but that's your own fault. Yes, but at least there's some warning before you do it. Hence the warning track. (laughs) She seemed okay with this. The coach seemed okay with this. And we went on. 
Unfortunately, with exertion, the athlete began to complain of headaches and other symptoms returning. I pulled her from sport again and made arrangements for her to go to a concussion clinic about an hour away. The clinic is obviously very busy, and it took a couple of weeks to get an appointment, and that appointment was basically a disaster. They overwhelmed the athlete with way too much information, and she was very upset all day. Man. Luckily, her coach was able to talk to her, and I was able to talk to her, and we straightened it out. Now, she is on a regimen of meds, PT, OT, slash speech therapy, and regular therapy. This seems to be working really well for her, but she still does complain occasionally that her symptoms return, and she has more headaches than normal. The return of her symptoms coincide with increased academic demands, like finals, for example. Fortunately, we have an incredible office of accessibilities that go out of their way to support our students. I finally feel like after eight months of this, she is on her way to being completely healthy and being able to return to tennis in the fall almost a year later. That's going to be cool to watch her go back. Absolutely. But you know what? I have seen this where, like, I just don't understand why athletes try to lie or hide their symptoms not saying like she did but like how she was saying like over winter break she like she confessed about how some of her symptoms were feeling right i've had athletes just this past year like not say anything and then like season's over and like oh yeah by the way my headaches are still here i'm like bro what are you doing and like i try to explain to them like you can't do this like obviously there's the risk of you know death with second impact syndrome, but like I had a student athlete lie about her symptoms from the women's soccer season season ended around late October. She had, she didn't even return to play like all spring because she had low lying symptoms because she continued to play with symptoms. Oh my gosh. But I think part of it's like, they're not in the right mind. I know it's hard to empathize with that. But then they give you that look afterwards like, why aren't my headaches going away? Well, if you told the truth. (laughs) But yes. But you see, that's the important thing that I try to tell athletes. Like, trust me, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yes, you may want to play this game, but you might be jeopardizing more games later. My job is to protect you from you. Exactly. It's a good line. Yes. This also reminds me of an athlete, again, a short-term return to play, but it was it was actually really, really cool to see him go back because he, not a concussion, um, actually both thumbs, he sprained both thumbs Ooh. in basketball, like pretty bad. That's pretty tough. And he also hurt his back because he fell on it, um, taking a charge. Ooh. Yeah. That's tough. Um, I feel like there's one more thing, but anyway, he <laughs> came to me one day and he, he didn't do his rehab. He just came and was like, um, I need my thumbs taped. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay. Do, uh, do you have a minute to like do your rehab? And he was like, no, I gotta go. Okay. And I was like, oh, um, like, why are you late today? You know, just trying to yeah. figure out, you know, this kid's not usually, he's pretty, he, he's, usually pretty lively and he likes being in the clinic and he 
actually we have a couple pictures of him up like because he's part of like our pantry program and like there's a basketball poster up that's and he always counts he's like i have the most pictures up in the (laughs) ntr and so anyway um he's just seeming a little bit off and so i was like okay well you know if you need to some support and so i start taping his thumb and then all of a sudden, like, I notice his hand is like a little bit shaky. And I look up and he's looking, at, well, he's not looking at me, but then he just starts crying. Oh, no. And I was like, hey, let's take a walk. And so we walked outside and it's like, what's wrong? And then he was, he just essentially told me, like, I feel like I can't catch a break. Yeah. I feel like I, my body's breaking down. I feel like I just keep getting injured. I can't get get on top of these injuries. Like I've been doing rehab, but nothing's working. Um, I mean, it's just, it was frustrating because like two thumbs. Yeah. And he plays basketball. Every time yeah. someone passes him a ball, it's like yeah, hurting it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so he, um, you know, we end up going through mental health, some, some mental health stuff and, figured out what support system he had at home and um he watching him at the end of the season going back into his sophomore night game nice and he would come off and he'd be like did you see me take that charge did oh you my see that? gosh did you see that that's so funny that was pretty cool that's awesome mm-hmm. that's really rewarding want to move on to our last two concussions yes let's do it All right, this one is another one from Maddie. She said, I have a freshman who came in with a history of three concussions and a history of vasovagal syncope. Syncope. Um, One day, walking to weights, she fainted, hit her head on the concrete, and seized for about five minutes. Which is a long time. Which is terrifying. That would be terrifying to see someone seize for five minutes. Right. This happened in February, and she still hasn't made a full recovery. But the coaches, athlete, and family have all been on the same page and amazing about communication. Nice. So we are all comfortable with her safety and participation, and now she's going to come back in the fall ready to go. For this athlete specifically, it's been all hands on deck. She's been seeing our internal doc on campus as needed, weekly follow-ups with the neuro and vestibular rehab and sports-specific training with me and on her own. Nice. Which I think is really cool that, that Maddie does vestibular rehab. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to know more about that. Hey, a lot of sessions. There, at, uh, there's NATA. a big focus on. And hey, I signed up for a lot of them. I'm excited. So, That's right, Tuesday, baby. <laughs> that Tuesday, uh, pre-conference work, uh, workshop. I'm in it. If if you're there, I'll, I'll see you. So Maddie gave us some more insight on her doc. She said. Um, if the athlete has had more than two concussions or if the concussions lasting longer than normal, then we send them to our neurologist. Nice. He does some extensive concussion examinations, which I warn them takes about two hours and will make them feel worse. (laughs) And that will determine if they need an MRI or CT scan. From there, they will do weekly Zoom follow-ups with him to determine their status. For some, he'll just have them follow up for a final clearance and others, it's a matter of checking symptoms and seeing how we can change what we're providing them to get them back to baseline. For most who have severe symptoms, we found that prescribing a Medrol dose pack in the beginning has made significant differences in symptoms, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that's good. 
And the ones who have vestibular symptoms benefit greatly from vestibular therapy, which I've taught myself some skills to use in the clinic instead of having to send them out. Yes, right. Yeah, that's why I wanted to take a lot of these courses at NATA because I've seen the value and our PT that we work with is great. Oh, really? Vis- yes, at vestibular you should, rehab. You should bring them in and see. Do you think that you could get them on for an interview? Possibly. Okay. In the works, possibly that could be. <laughs> but I was going to say, you should get them and um, see if they could teach your staff. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then, you, good. and then you could teach us. Look at that. I like it. You might as well work where I work now. Uh, you teach me some things. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still trying to find a neurologist to work with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, don't worry. We are too. We're trying to nail it down. I asked our PT and he was like, oh, the neurologist I usually work with just retired. I was oh, like, super. dang it. Well, we need a new one. I know. Especially because last season I had like one game and four concussions. That's bad. It was bad. That's brutal. It was really brutal. One of them was like vomiting on the field and I was like, oh, please, no. <laughs> please stop. Uh, Please, please stop vomiting. <laughs> Let's get you out of there. And he was like, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're not. You just threw up. <laughs> you're stumbling when, and not able, and you're vomiting on the field. When, when has. And you're, you're looking through me, not at me. So. When has throwing up been associated with, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, we have one last concussion story. And this one has a little bonus content. Ooh, Okay. This one's by Kristen G. Go for it. My athlete returned to play, and on his first day back, he withdrew from activity and admitted to line through protocol to return faster. So he was referred out to a neurologist, and we did a three-and-a-half-month return-to-play protocol where each step took three days before progressing. Because he lied, his concussion ended up being season-ending. You see, there's no benefit to this. Mm-hmm. He was very emotional, had trouble processing and thinking, was very overwhelmed, and had trouble remembering, but only with physical activity. I designed his entire protocol, and we did all of it with me. So I, of course, asked about this protocol. Okay. Um, and she said that she is going to send it our way. And yes. We are willing, and she is willing to let us share. I'm excited because I want to see this too. Like, that's really cool because apparently I've had some kids lie to me too. I know. So... That is a big problem. Yeah, big problem. And I'm excited to learn like this protocol. That's pretty awesome. Right. And so she's going to send that over. We'll probably put that up in our Facebook group. So yes. keep an eye out for that when we get a hold of that. Um, our Facebook group, if you are not a part of it, is facebook.com slash group slash Corner podcast. And there's only one question to get in. It is where did you hear about our podcast? And you will automatically be able to peruse through all the the previous posts. Yes, and also just be a part of a fun community. Yeah, question of the week. Yeah. Um, you can post some stories. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, and then, oh, you, do you have any more stories, by the way? No, I think that's it. Um, so we have some news for next week. We are finally, <laughs> finally, finally having our postponed wedding ceremony from 2020. We've only been married for three years. Yeah, we've been married since 2019. Gonna have a party in 2020. Obviously, didn't happen. We postponed something, it. Something got in the way. Something. 
Yeah, something, something in 2020 got in the way. Um, So we will not be having an episode next week because we will be out celebrating. Woo! Um, Finally but, having but we'll the be wedding. back. We'll be back the week after. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a picture for for our Instagram. We could, yeah. AT Corner Wedding <laughs> Edition. Um. So if you guys are new, we do every other episode as education or stories. This one was a story episode. Next week, no, not next week. Yeah, I was gonna say because one because of obviously our wedding, but. Because of the wedding prep. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Getting reading done is going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do an interview episode, not next week, but the week after. Um, and I think that's all of our fine print for today. It's pretty short. Yeah. It's really quick. Yeah. If you if this makes you think of a story, which it probably will, um, post it in our Facebook group or send us a message. We'll keep on. We'll hold on to it and probably keep it for a future episode. Um, yeah. That's all. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.